Welcome to Small Town Shenanigans, Montana's number one podcast about foolishness. When the cops come out, I am very comfortable talking to police officers. I know this is not a good deal. I can talk to a police officer. Oh, yeah, I'm in my wheelhouse now. Welcome to Small Town Shenanigans. You guys just got through listening to the one and only Sean Wetzel on January 16th. And we're hitting it hard on our second upsold of year three. What if they didn't what if they didn't listen to it on the 16th? Okay. Um okay. well that's when it was released. So I mean I don't know. Okay. okay. Anyway, so um but thanks for interrupting the, the flow. You're welcome. So anyhow, but we have one of our favorite people t- tonight. And it's, it, I love it when we have like someone that knows us well, because mm-hmm. the, the synergy is there and it's just, things just, things just go a lot better. And I'll tell you what, let me tell you a little something, something. Megan Grunos with us from Montana. She, she's known both of us a long time and <laughs> I'll be damned if she didn't, pull something out of the archives and text it to Brian and I today. Oh, wow. And it was, Yesterday. It was that was Bri- something else. Uh, it was Brian doing his first stand-up. And let me tell you guys something. I've been bugging Brian for about 20 years to do stand-up. If you know him, he's, you know what? He, he decided to <laughs> be a family man and, and, and uh, work in the pharmaceutical, but, you know, he missed his calling. Won't you say so, Megan? Yeah, I would I say know. so. Well, I think that I mean, Megan was piping in some laughs on that thing. I listened to it. I think there were some fabricated, <laughs> you know, laughs and whatnot into that video. But uh, that was now. Okay, go ahead, Megan. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. You have a pass on that one because the way that that happened is that you were not even supposed to be in Whitefish. Do you remember this? I, oh, I'm going to tell you my version of it, but go ahead. Hey. The way I remember it. Yeah, the way that I remember it is this: Bill got. Somehow we found out that you were going to come to crush one night. And I think it was like a Tuesday night right after Halloween. So it was dead. Uh, so Bill calls. He said, I said, you know, I think your brother, Oh, I know I, Bill, I was doing some work for you. So I said, your brother's in town. He's going to come to crush tonight. And, and he by goes, the way, oh. just for a background, Megan owned a bar in Whitefish called Crush. So that's yeah. what we refer to it as Crush. That's what we're talking hey, let's, about. Let's, let's explain Crush a little bit. It was a super cool bar. Yeah, it was. Upstairs. It was sort of like the unofficial clubhouse of, well, it was pretty official, actually, the clubhouse of the most creative weirdos in the whole valley. I mean, it was it was the gay bar. It was the comedy bar. It was all the alternative things that nobody else was doing that I went broke you were, trying you, to do myself. Hey, you were ahead of your time. <laughs> I know, really? no. You were well. You were. It was a super cool. Hold bar. on a second here. Would you invite Explain me to comedy night? You didn't tell me it was gay bar. Who the hell? <laughs> That's why you thought all the all the laughs were getting piped in. Wow. Yeah. I'll explain a few things. That was a good the, piping, wasn't it? Yeah, very good. Oh. <laughs> very <laughs> nice. good. Nice. Oh, the laugh track is what you brought. What brought you in? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, Bill calls and he says, "Don't tell Brian." We want you to put him on the sideboard outside. And so when he comes to crush, he's going to see his name as the live comedy with Brian Burns. And so I actually just whipped up a poster and it was something that I robbed off of your, your Facebook page. Cause I found a picture yeah. like every Montana man has of 
you holding some fish in a river or some some big fish, but I photoshopped the fish out. Do you remember this? Do you still have it, Megan? Oh, you guys, I looked and I looked and I looked. It's somewhere and I I put it in some What's folder. What's in my right? hands, Megan? What did you what did you Photoshop into my hands? I remember vividly. <laughs> it might have been some scat. No. Yes. It was a unicorn. No, it was. That's it. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that is true. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot a about that. A rainbow unicorn. That's was that I'm like ten years ago? Oh my God, that actually yeah. might be the way that I find it. Thirteen. It was, I think, it was 2011. Thought, yeah, it was. It was right when I bought it. But I will tell you that um, there was another. I used. Didn't I put a? <laughs> never mind. Okay. I'm not can, even, I, yeah, can I? Can I tell ahead. you how I remember this thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm driving around. I'm in Cal's, my wife. And anytime I'm someplace and I talk to Bill, he'll always mm-hmm. say, well, did you get a hold of such and such? Like, you yeah. know, did you, did you, uh, well, you're in Great Falls. You, 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 you know, call this yeah. guy, call that guy. So I'm in Cal's, and he goes, well, did you get a hold of Megan? I said, no, you know, Bill, I just got to town. I mean, let me get some stuff done around mm-hmm. here. So then, oh, Bill starts brewing it up that he, you know, you got crushed. You should have Brian in for comedy night. Well, I thought this was kind of just t- tongue in cheek, you know, this. So then Megan kind of just d- diverts and just says, okay, well, we're not going to do anything. So just why don't you come up and have a beer? So <laughs> her partner's in Whitefish, about what, 15 minute miles away, something yeah. like that. So I drive up there and uh, I have never been to the bar. So I'm like looking for crush. I got on my phone, walking around. Well, I get to the, I get, I'm walking on the sidewalk downtown Whitefish, which is a very, very cool town. Okay. Whitefish yes. is kind of, you know, it, this is how cool it is. They have a tourism tax. Okay. Montana has no sales tax. Whitefish <laughs> has this tourism tax. So yeah. they're trying to bilk all the people that come from out of state. Up there. Anyway, that's too good. so then I'm walking down the sidewalk and I see this table, you know, the things that they stick on the, on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. The chalkboard thing. It says comedy night crush upstairs comedy night. I'm like, Oh shit. Comedy night. And I'm like, eh, well, anyway. So I walked upstairs. There's no one in the bar wait, except wait, for the bartender. you didn't see your name on it? My name was not on that board, okay? Here's what happened. So I go upstairs, and it was probably like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And uh, the only person in there was the bartender. There was some girl, right, younger gal. And uh, I'm sitting there visiting a little bit. I go, so comedy night tonight, huh? And she goes, yeah. She goes, I said, uh, how many comics you got here? She goes, just one guy, Megan. Megan told me about it. I go, oh, I think you feel it. I go, who, who is it? And she goes, hold on a second. I got it written down over here. A guy named Brian Burns. Oh. And I thought, oh, Christ. Oh. I was I was the opening act and the closing act. And so what do I do? I'm like, okay, we're in. So yeah. I went out. I left. Went and got a bite to eat and took a napkin out. Started writing some stuff down. Just spontaneous. <laughs> I don't even know what to do here. Yeah. And, I, and I thought to myself, I can't think. What do I need? So I raced back to the bar and got two, three shots of fireball. And all of a sudden I started thinking this stuff and writing it down. And there comes Megan and she had gotten me. And so there I was, there I, yeah, there I was. My favorite part, listen, my favorite part was when it was so good. I mean, it was, Ryan said, you know, you want to go, you want to get a little time for yourself. You just throw one of those, throw one of my boys in the, in the, in the truck. I was the we talking night. about how Mindy is such a good mother, which she is incredible, and how you know it's a little tough being married because you want to go out and do your own thing, but you realized at a very young age, Jack's very young age, that all you had to do is take him with you and you can do whatever you want. Yep. 
I can go fishing, hunt, I can do whatever I want. All you got to do is throw one kid in the truck and I can do whatever the hell I want. I mean, that's genius. Think about it. I never, I never came up with that, that uh, strategy, but I like it. Well, Brian's always been the smart one, Bill. We know that. We know that. Yes, we know that. (laughs) He's, he's, he's always a couple steps ahead. Sometimes those steps might have to go backwards a few, but he's usually a couple (laughs) steps ahead. I'll take a couple steps ahead. I've been knocked down a time or two, but you know what? Yeah. Dust yourself off. You know, in the <laughs> spirit of a new year, you dust yourself off. Yeah. You put your head down and you go right into the wind. I grew you up in Cupping, Montana. There's a lot of wind there. You put your head down and go right into the wind. <laughs> wa- Everybody's a walking right angle there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to walk upright for, until my left cup bank. I thought I had to lean into it. <laughs> Oh, listen, Megan, this just, this just came to mind. This is a little 30 second story. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Megan's family owns the Lowell steakhouse, which is the best steakhouse. Lowell Creek steakhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so when I, when I was in college, um, I had, a, there was a friend of mine, Tiffany, and we, we were just buddies all the way through. And then our senior, we decided, ah, you know, let's try and date, which was a terrible decision. Let's try and date. Yeah. Now, That's this, how you always say it. Hen- let's try and date. Henderson girl? This is the Henderson girl, right? No, this is, no, this is not the Henderson girl. Let's, this is not the Henderson girl. We already talked about she kicked my ass in tetherball, okay? Mm. I was like I was like 10. Um, so now <laughs> so I'm like 22 or whatever. Anyway, so um, she invites me to the Sadie Hawkins because she was in a sorority and I was not in a sorority or fraternity. And we um, we go out to the steakhouse. There's like, I don't know, 30 of us. They're going around the table and they're asking everybody what they want to eat. And they get to me and I order a steak, of course. And um, Sadie Hawkins, the girl, it's asks you and then she p- picks everything up. They get to her and they ask, what do you want? She's like, oh, water's fine for me. I'm like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, what, what's going on here? She's like, yeah. she goes, yeah, I, I only have enough money to pay for you. Oh, my uh, God. Bye, Tiffany. Bye. Oh, yeah, you know guess what? what? That's what, later at night I go, bye-bye. <laughs> you should have just taken the cash. You're like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, Wasn't it yeah. Tiffany is saying, I think we're alone now. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be yeah. anyone, anyone <laughs> You guys went to the Southgate Mall for a concert after that? Yeah, she was She was all alone after <laughs> yeah. that. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. And I'm like, and when they gave out the steak, I like cut some off her. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. You go right ahead. Now, Bill, that is chivalry right there. You cut some off for her? What a nice guy. <laughs> shut, shut it. Shut That's it. chivalry. That's very yeah. chivalrous. You want to buy chivalrous. it, Tiffany? You want to buy it? Here, Tiffany, lean forward. Let me you want to buy it? Would you like bow. just one little tiny bite since you don't have enough money to yeah. pay for my damn meal, you Sorry. sons of bitches? Oh, what a So hold on a second. She only had enough for you, and so you went ahead and ordered steak? Yeah, you did. Did. Not, no, 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 no. The Montana no, steak, the big 48-ouncer? No, 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 yeah, the big one. Hey, I did not know. The whole scenario until I ordered, then she ordered, like just a shame. Water. 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 Oh, you know what? If if you if you could if you can spare it, you can put a lemon in there. Big tip. Hey, speaking of water, and I'll get to this later, but I know that we're gonna talk about a gentleman who lived in Missoula. Oh. Okay. <laughs> gentleman by the name of Nicholas Roberts, right? <laughs> AKA the bugs. Legend, legend, legend in his legend in his mind and around town. He said he told. Okay, so anyway, Nicholas Roberts was a guy that um, it, we'll get to him. But I just thought about water, and he used to always um, he used to always <laughs> talk about he was bipolar. He was 
Okay, hold on a second. Let's he, was an right. he was an, Let's artistic, he, he was an artistic genius. The first Megan, Megan had a chance to meet Nicholas and Barbara. Yeah, Babs. 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 Okay. So, anyway, Bill, okay, let's just let's just do this right. Tell them how you found okay. this gentleman, Nicholas yes. Roberts, okay. and then we'll proceed with <laughs> okay. the Nicholas Roberts Chronicles. All right, so um, <laughs> when I was in college, um, Erps and I were um, downtown, and this guy comes over the, um, the uh, Higgins Bridge on a bicycle with a huge black top hat, and he had... About a 30-foot American flag wrapped around his neck, mm-hmm. and it was flowing behind him like he was a superhero. And we like, oh, where is that dude going? We he was a one-man parade oh, rolling shit. down the Higgins Street Bridge, baby. That's no, exactly was it a bike? Because I picture it being one of those trikes. Tricycles. It was a tricycle yeah, it was a with tri- a basket, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yes. That's how I picture it, too. And so he went straight to Charlie B's, and so did we. <laughs> <laughs> and we drank a party with him, and uh, that but was. But you forget, you forget how he got the name Bugs. Do you yeah, remember how he got the name oh, Bugs? He said, "I'm boogieing on down." Yeah, you guys pull up next to him and say, "Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm boogieing. I'm boogieing on down the street." And so, <laughs> therefore, aka the Bugs. Yeah. He looked like Abraham Lincoln and Tom Patty combined. He did. <laughs> a little uh, topic. Brian, why he don't was... you explain explain him? He's like one. He was one of a kind. Well, we had like four bums in Montana. I mean, in Missoula. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was the T-shirts. Him. Yes, the the God, what were they called? Shocker. Um, no, there was four bums, and I'll tell you, there was Randy. Randy yep. was the one that found the white patent leather loafers in the dumpster, and he had the shiniest shoes on the planet, except for he, all the rest of them was like bum beige. But he had those patent leather shoes, and he, and he sleep- had a sleeping bag around sleeping his bag neck. around his neck that like he was that was his cape was his sleeping bag, and Randy, and then there was Red. Red would spout the Bible verses right in front of the old Merc. Yep. And then there was Tommy the Leprechaun. There's a so story the, behind Tommy the Leprechaun as well. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were called the um, the Missoula Street All-Stars. <laughs> Did you give that, them that name? <laughs> no, no, no. There was a guy, his name is, I think it was... Um, Oh, I know this. He did a t-shirt line and there was four of them. So you could buy each one of their t-shirts and he did a sketch of them. It's brilliant. I wish I could find one of them. And but. I had, I had the, um, I had the t-shirt of the gentleman with the, with the sleeping bag around his neck. Who was that? Randy. Randy. Randy Bobandy. So, Ra- okay. So Randy would hang Hamburglar. out. At, he would hang out. Yes. He, <laughs> he would hang out at Jacob's Island. And this is when I was 15, 16. And we would go down there and <laughs> ride that spillway, like just float the river and just go down that spillway when I was 15. And so of course we were 15. We had hot little bodies and my friends who we, you'd always ask, we asked Randy if he would buy us beer and he would say things like this. Well, well, show me your negligee. And we'd have, <laughs> we may have shown him a few things just to get him to walk across that bridge yeah, to man. the Albertsons. That's a beer. small price to pay. Yeah, I thought so, too. Because it wasn't even me. a negligee. It was a swimsuit. Negligee. It wasn't a brazier. <laughs> show me your negligee. Let me see that brazier. <laughs> we said the gal. We, we mentioned Timothy, yeah, time, Timothy, Timothy yeah. in Chicago. She said, let's see that brazier. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, so back, yeah, to, so the back to the bugs. Yeah. So anyway, Nicholas Roberts, a myth and man, a legend. And so we, we, we developed this relationship with this guy and he wasn't homeless now. Okay. Oh no. He, he had was, a place. And one he, step and up. T- talk about his murals. Let's get into his art. So he was an artist, artiste. He would paint murals. 
he would do like uh, big castles out of clay or whatever the hell it was. And they'd be like medieval castles. He'd paint shit. He was an actor. He, would, he did. Gun- he was an actor. He was a guy. And so um, he was, and we would, if we ever just needed to kill a baby an hour or two, we did roll right out in and we we're always welcome. Okay? 100% entertainment. And, and we would grow into his house and we would have these conversations. And so we would record these conversations on cassette tapes and by God, they gotta be somewhere. Oh, I no, can't, I have, no, I have video. I have video of it. You have video, but the, yes. the initial type of media that we started with was you guys um, for these forever. And we, I don't think cassette you could find tapes. Them. We couldn't, but there's no way I threw them away. I mean, yeah. but I remember bringing my wife, Mindy, who is just about as innocent as they get. Right. And I said, Mindy, you got to meet this gentleman, <laughs> friend of mine. And, I, and that's all I said was, like, you got to meet a buddy of mine. Okay, that's it. She had no idea what was going on here. I go, a friend of my name, Nick, we're going to swing by there and we're going to have some iced tea, whatever. Describe, so describe, wait, describe his house, describe his railroad. Oh. His, okay, uh, well, no, no, no. This was, before the, this was this is pre railroad <laughs> track on the floor. Okay, yeah. this was the house that he had on the, or- right off the, the Orange street. street Bridge. Yes. And it looked like a freaking castle. You know, it looked like they had to reroute Orange Street around this castle that was built in the mid, you know, 1400s here. I know and exactly so, what you're talking about. Actually. Yeah, the green, they had like yeah. all kinds of cool That's where Red it. lived. That's where Red lived too. So like Red what? and the Bugs lived together. It was a big Are old you serious? house. Yes. But it was so always, the- we go in there, it's just hot. It must have been 110 degrees, it's just hot. And Nick would be in there just, just hammering the heaters down, smoking cigarettes, drinking tea. And so I brought Mindy in there, my my wife. I don't know if we were married at the time. I think we were just dating. And we roll into this house, and I could see her eyes just open oh, up real her big. Eyes, her eyes got And the big. smell. It smelled like uh, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't at Woodstock, but I imagine it smelled something like that. It was yeah, a mix between smell. Woodstock and a petting zoo. Yeah. you would smell it. <laughs> and so we roll in there, and Mindy's like, I could see her like, she also, she started taking baby steps. You know, we, we cross the threshold and she started taking baby steps. I go, have a seat, huh? Clear, clear that stuff off the couch here. I don't know what it is. Put it down and have a seat. And so Nick came in and Mindy, very attractive, right? Yes, very, what very Nick, attractive. Nick, what did Nick say first thing? Stand, he said, stand up as I have a look at your stature. He goes, let's take a look at your stature. I, I like your upper section, he said. <laughs> I said, Mindy, you're fine. I go, he's easily distracted. He's hard. He's distracted. So he had his own own hot mama, Bab. He had Barbara. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Shining? The gal in The Shining? (laughs) Right? Shelly Duvall. It is. Shelly Duvall. It was a mix between The Shining and when she was in Popeye. You know, there's most of those characters and she would just walk. We'd be sitting there visiting with Nick and Barbara would walk out of the room like, like Carrie. Remember that movie, Carrie? <laughs> she would make them in. all the sexy ladies. She'd walk in there and just stand there. Yeah. And stare at everybody. She was uh, very uncomfortable. She, she, there was a little, uh, I think there was a lot of space between her ears. <laughs> Do you think that her, did she meet Mindy? She met everyone. You, you would never know because I don't think she, when she walked into the room, I don't think she was actually there. So I don't know if she ever, but so I brought Mindy in there, and first thing Nicholas wanted to see is her upper section. Okay. <laughs> we did show it. It was not presented. And Nicholas would say, uh, he had bipolar, and he oh would talk God. about this. He said, uh, they say I got bipolar, but these glasses <laughs> I got here work just fine. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, and now let's talk. T- let's talk about his his Navy background. Okay. So, anyways, anyway, so we talk. We record these stories. I mean, hours and hours of stuff. Stories of you because needling him, I'm sure, just to get him. No, 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 no. Not I, needling him, just kind of inspiring him to Ryan tell us his story. Mine would inspire him, and I irritated the shit. Like I wasn't even trying to. I usually was just quiet, and he was so irritated by me. Wait, you weren't you. trying to? Don't forget, I was there that day. I wasn't trying to, but one time I was stepped on his on his uh, railroad track. Okay, and I was so let's to- fast forward to that. So anyway, we had a lot of good times with Nick, and we would go out and take pictures by his mural. I saw the picture of us by his mural standing very oh, yeah, proper. Yeah. Um, but here, but but one thing that you guys may not know that he always mentioned, but he was born in England. He was born in St. Edmund's, Suffolk, England, and he would just transition into this British accent. You know, and he would, yeah, he would talk. He was born in England, and he would when he would do his his Gunga Din, and he would he would he would. Oh boy, I forgot about that. Yeah, and so anyway, give us a little version. Holy shit, I forgot all about that. Give us a little version of his Gunga Din. Yeah, he would say, uh, well, he would he would repeat the Gunga Din. He'd say it was good old grindy Gunga Din. I lifted up be head, and he plugged me where I bled, and he gave me a half a pint of water grain. It was crawling and it stunk, but all the drinks I've drunk, I'm grateful to the one a Gunga Din. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was an actor. I mean, he would just oh, and, and, we we could be talking about anything. And I'd say, what's that thing about Gunga Den? And he roll right into it. I lifted up me head, and he blowed me where I bled. And if you'd interrupted him, he'd just get louder. He would never like stop. He just he would he would just revert. Anyway, so we're driving around with Meg, and I don't know what we were doing. Maybe we were just going to get some brewskis or something, whatever. And we thought, you know what? And Nicholas had moved at this time. And you he had moved it all planned, the, by the way. You two had there might have been there might have been some prior preparation. Here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea and so we take what I was getting myself there. into. What's that, she goes, where are we going? Wait, yeah, no idea. Saying? You guys picked me up in the minivan, remember? I was like, do I have to? And you're like, yeah, we're just going to go into town. I was like, God, okay, because I was staying with my parents. I was like, all right, here we go. And it was about 300 degrees outside. Yeah. And, Brian, that's when I learned how good of a driver you were. How you can't yeah. just put your foot on the pedal. Gas, gas yeah. Okay. Oh, that minivan. That, you know, the <laughs> the minivan, a.k.a. the Mormon assault vehicle. So we're, <laughs> we drove that thing in, and we get out, and I see Megan had the same type of apprehension I saw when Mindy first saw <laughs> And this is on the other side of town, smaller mm-hmm. house. And Megan was all about it, though. You know, we walk in, oh, in this old house, probably house 1920s maybe, right? World War One era, right? Mm -hmm. Still had the old wiry get it. And so Megan, we walk in and by God, Nicholas has his train set up on the floor everywhere in the living room. (laughs) And there's not a room, there's not an inch edgewise. You can't even get around this thing. You had to kind of tiptoe over that thing to get through it. But he had the train set in there. And guess who almost (laughs) stepped on it? Well, Bill started like, as soon as Bill got up, he goes, watch that train set. Watch the train set. And so Bill started walking around. And he around slapped and, your knees. to get. Oh. I mean, he literally almost took you out of the knees. I think you have like some sort of stick. But actually. no, listen, but Megan just rolled, man. She just rolled right into the whole environment. And I did he, and I, did he ask about your stature? Oh, I'm sure he could see it just loud and proud. 
<laughs> he didn't ask about the statue. No, he didn't. He didn't really ask me any questions. He you was very were, polite. Yeah, he was very polite. But he had that top hat on. And he had some pistols, I think, on his hips. And his cigarettes. <clears throat> his cigarettes. And that train and was, was going around the track. And he was explaining all of the the features that he'd added. Mm-hmm. And then Barbara shows up. Barbara shows back. up to the party. Naked as a jaybird. She's naked. No. <laughs> asked us Sometimes if we want some ice clo- cream. Yeah. She asked us if we want some ice cream. The hostess with the mostest. Barbara was. came in and wanted to know if he wanted some ice cream. And all you saw was what, Brian? Oh, boy. Oh, you saw was. Oh, boy. You know what? She remembered everything except for her britches. (laughs) (laughs) It was a sight to behold. And she was, I know, at the time, probably what, 60s, 70s? I don't know. It was very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. (laughs) Very uncomfortable. Looked like Captain Caveman. I was going to pull a baseball ad bat out of there. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So we said this. What did Captain Caveman used to say? Uh, Captain Caveman. (laughs) Would you like some ice cream? Would you like some ice cream? So Barbara came in and added a little bit of flavor to the to the seat. But now those wait, 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 hold on a second. You remember how Nick used to yell at her? Oh, he was meaner than shit to her. Barbara! <laughs> Barbara, give these guys some ice tea. <laughs> yes. And then Barbara just disappeared <clears throat> in the back, like in the back room. I think it was a secret wall. She, I looked yeah. at her and she was gone. And then she'd show up <laughs> behind us. She'd appear behind us. And she we videoed this. We videoed it. And this one now, we did have video. But I have, yeah. I have a story about Nick. Um which I thought was really good. I had another buddy, John Larson. Okay. He would also, he also was, um, he made a, you know, he had a connection with, with, with Nick. Apple and pie. so, so they, yeah, they had this oh, code yes. called apple pie, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, he thought the, it, it sounds crazy, but he might've been a little paranoid. <laughs> oh, he was a lot paranoid, a lot paranoid. <laughs> So when he wanted to have a little left-handed cigarette over the phone, he was requesting it. He would talk about apple pie. That was a code word for left-handed cigarette. <laughs> you brought him some apple pie that day. No, no, I did not. No, no. no I swear he might, he probably had apple to, pie. He would send. He sent somebody. I swear. You said you always brought gifts for him, and you brought He'd him apple pie. Gifts, but he would, no, no. John would bring the apple pie. Okay. So that was John. That was okay. their thing. I didn't want to intrude on their thing. So. He would have the apple pie. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a time when I came home and yeah. he was so the fact that I was in the Navy, he would he always wanted to be like a he always loved the Navy, right? And he'd always break out these Navy terms. Oh he oh, was, I, all he hands was on deck. He wasn't in the Navy, he was actually wasn't at no. All hands oh, on deck. We go hard to the starboard side, he would say. Right? He'd always bring these Navy terminology. So he always was fascinated about the, you know the Navy. And he'd always ask me questions about the Navy and this and that. So I was, when I came back, I was going to go to the school there. Cause we, you know, we had my, my uh, younger brother was telling his class that I was in the Navy and stuff and this and that. So I was like, well, I'm going to go to go to school and talk about my, you know, the time I had in the Navy. Well, guess what I decided to do? I wanted to bring, you know, the, the British Navy, their ships are called the HMS, the, the uh, her Majesty's fine. Her Majesty's ship. 
right? Mm. So Nicholas Roberts always talk about the British ships. So I told him that I had not only what I come and talk to him about the Navy, but I had a friend who would come and talk to him about the British Navy, right? So I'm going to bring <laughs> <laughs> to the school ball show. I'm going to be Nick. But I, I couldn't – to get Nick out of that house was tough, right? He would oh. get very stubborn. You know, well, he'd start yelling and, oh, he'd get stubborn. Oh, yeah. He, so he I was call yeah. yeah. I called him up. I said, hey, Nick, I, I got some apple pie for you. Can I get you? He goes, where are you at? I said, I'm at the school. So my brother's grade school. Yeah. I think it was Helgi. Oh, no, it was, uh, um, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the school. It's an old brick bill. It's in McCormick School or something. Anyway, whoa, whoa. I said, can you meet me at the school? He goes, you got the apple pie? I got apple pie for you. So he rolls <laughs> in there. Took him about 45 minutes to get there. So he rolls in. And because of his bipolarism, is that a word? If because he was bipolaristic, <laughs> he as he walked through the door, I said, "And this is Nicholas Roberts, who was also uh, with the British Navy." And he went right into character. Right into oh, character. And so he went in and he talked to these kids for about fifteen minutes about being in the British Navy. Oh. And he talked about it, it. He went through this whole thing about how there he was on the HMS Liverpool and you know, his job, and he wore a striped shirt and all this stuff. And he finished with this thing. This is beautiful. He finished with with this thing, <laughs> saying that he was on the ship that sank the Bismarck, which was in World War One. <laughs> okay. He sank the Bismarck. I think he even recited a couple lyrics of Johnny Horton's song, Sinking of the Bismarck, and he repeated that. And these kids' eyes were just wide, you know. And he went he went step by step on how they sank that son of a bitch. And I didn't have much to say after that. I, you know, I said I was in the Navy for a little bit here and everyone overseas. But I could always get Nick anywhere. So I one night I needed someone to buy me some beer. Went to the gas station. What I do, I call Nick. Hey, Nick, I got some apple pie for you. <laughs> Where are you at? I said, I'm at noons. He rolls, he rolls into noons. And uh, as he walked in, I said, hey, Nick. It, it, I, well, he walked in. I was already in the store. I said, this is my father. And he goes, who's asking? Who is it of you to ask the permission of my father? I guess this is my son. And he bought us a beer, my God. Oh, my God. Never got That's any amazing. apple pie. I never even asked about the apple pie. I got so distracted. Yeah, he forgot. Yes, distracted. So the apple pie was a was a was a key, but um, is a beautiful thing. Meg, what did you, Meg, what did you what do you remember about Nick? I'm still trying to process it all. To be honest, mm -hmm. with you. there's a lot there, isn't there? There's a lot there. Uh, that was one of the. I mean, that was one of the craziest days ever. I mean, that's really where I started to really. Uh, that's when I knew you two were certifiable. <laughs> We were uh, certifiable. I love it when uh, when we did our end of the year. You're like people are like, ah, come on, those guys didn't do that kind of shit. And you're like, yep, yeah, I spent a little time with them. Don't forget that after that trip to the Bugs's house, we also proceeded to maybe, as Brian would say, get into our cups a little. <laughs> we ended up at Denny's at two in the morning. And that's when the stories really started flowing. Oh, I yeah, think Baby, I think the babysitter story came out. Oopsie daisies! I don't get to tell that story. No, we're not telling that story. We're not telling that story. 
You'll never get that church. You'll never get on that church podcast if you tell <laughs> no. that story. Oh God, man! I, whenever we bring that up, Minnie just—that's not. She's like, okay, nope, nope. We're not. Just we're not doing this. Right we're, right not doing this we're not doing this. We're not doing this one. We're not doing yep. this one. There's a couple stories there that just can't be said. Do you remember what the news was? The news of the day in Cupcake on Main Street today. Yeah. So those of you who want to go on to J.C. Seawald's post, there was a gal. Now listen, Cup Inc. is taking a turn. Okay, <laughs> it's taking a little bit of a turn. It's getting some of the local flavor from the from the West has kind of creeped in. And there was a gal walking down the street. And so go it was ahead and look at this. Was, wait, it was somebody's auntie. Auntie. Yeah. Walking down the middle of the street, dragging a deer carcass with the head attached, <laughs> marching right down the street. Like Labor Day Parade, like the Macy <laughs> Day Parade. Parade of one? The Parade of one. No, two. Heard that oh, deer yeah. carcass with the head bopping <laughs> up or down. Cars are stopping. And, and, she some, pulls wait, off. Some, and some guys came over to talk to her and didn't go very well. No, she went at him. And that guy started <laughs> shuffling back like, you know, oh, he, like he, Mike he, Tyson. He, His feet were shuffling. It looked oh like Muhammad Ali doing his but She gave him like the horns? She dropped the she dropped the the hide, and then she went straight for him, and they had wow. an exchange, and away she went like a I'll fart tell you in the what, There was one I was I was reading the wow. comments, and I was in tears. I like I like uh, I like this one right here. JC said, "I think a great lesson is to be learned here. Don't get too close to a chubby gal on meth that's dragging a dirt carcass because she's not in the mood for chit chat." <laughs> I thought that's I fair. Was that's so fair. So, listen to this story. So, I, I went. I was. I was checked because I knew we were going to talk about Nicholas, right? And so, I, uh, I went. I went online and I looked up his obituary. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask if he was still alive. Are you serious? No, he died in 2016. It's on wow. there. Nicholas Roberts. Oh, his you obituary. found his obituary. Oh, dude, yeah. let's hear this. Yeah, let's so, hear it. They talked about him, you know, and how artistic he was, all this type of stuff. But they said that um, he went to San Francisco, right? And he went down there and he got he stayed at the Hyatt Regency for a full week because he convinced them that he was part of the British fa- royal family. <laughs> <laughs> that makes how beautiful is that? <laughs> he stayed in character for a whole week, marching in and out of that room. I guarantee he had the top hat on. <laughs> That is beautiful. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it to scheme. He did it because he believed it. (laughs) Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, they always do. It's like Anna Delvey. Yeah, yeah. So I knew, I knew that if I, if if I got him to a location and I programmed him to who he was supposed to be, whether he was part of the the British Navy or he was my father or he's part (laughs) of the royal family. So when he went to San Francisco, he got a free week at the High Regency. Because he said he was part of the British royal family. Why How great who, wait, wait, wait. Why would he ever leave? Who in God's green earth wrote that fucking obituary? I mean, who <laughs> who makes that a highlight of someone's life? No kidding. And how do they know it's not true? Uh, but that defines him. But yeah, yeah we he don't must know. have wrote his own. He wrote I his guarantee, own obituary. Listen, Megan, I guarantee it's true. I've seen this guy <laughs> jump into character, licking quick. I would like to know who's writing your obituaries. Oh, I know. I'm gonna write it. Oh shit! I think that's, I'm gonna go that's gonna be long. You know what? That's a good point, Megan, because it's gonna look a lot like Nick's. <laughs> it's true. 
He was an Eagle Scout too. By God, I'm sure he was brave, loyal, thrifty, kind, reverent, obedient. <laughs> He'd always recite that to us. I'd have him say it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> say it uh, again. Brave, loyal, thrifty, kind, reverent, obedient. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, that's so good. Nick Roberts. <clears throat> Nicholas Roberts, God the, rest the, his soul. Man, the legend. He died in June twenty second, two thousand sixteen, and he was born in Saint Edmund, Suffolk, England, in nineteen fifty three. Oh, so that was about. true. That was true. Yeah. <clears throat> but what about Babs? I mean, what happened to her? Does it mention that he was married to her? No. Yeah, oh yeah. Barbara was love his life. Oh, and where? Professional skinny dipper. <laughs> Man, I think, like, the, the dialogue between those two was enough to keep me entertained for a long time they were uh, a true like bdsm couple i feel like he was yeah yeah well he was bipolar Master although his glasses servant. worked just fine glasses were just fine. <laughs> so so let me say so megan gruno grew up in lolo montana actually the town i live in right now small town mm-hmm. And Very I know small. that she run a muck around there. Oh. I know that she had. I know that she she threw it around because I oh. heard about it. Yeah. What is <laughs> Megan? You got a few stories that you scrolled away. Let's I did. Like, oh. Yeah, I had. Um, I didn't realize this until later, but apparently everybody hated me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I used to kind of beat people. I mean, I was. Uh, I was. I was a little headstrong. My dad said I was born not needing parents, so I had to be a really fun. That's, fun you know what? That I think he nailed it. I think he yeah. nailed it. Yes. <laughs> so I thought I could drive. I mean, I thought I was ready to drive in about fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. And so I kind of scouted out the kids that maybe had parents that would go out on the weekends, and I'd be like, "I'm going to spend the night at your house this weekend." And we're going to take their car. You could They're see an opportunity out. present itself. Yeah. So my friend's parents had gotten a new. Um, doctor and he was a doctor so when he wasn't on call they would take his car out but the mom had just gotten a new sports car and so i thought that was a major opportunity it was a jackpot so we took that downtown and we what kind of what kind of car was it what kind of car let's get a little details a little bit um it was a it was a brand new subaru so it wasn't yeah, I know. The Subarus make it convertible? No, they don't. <laughs> but I, am I hearing things? I mean, why did I? Why did you, why did, oh, you said sports car. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was what she called a sports car, but it was a very, very, like, souped-up Subaru. Like, uh, did they have WRXs back then? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Three ladders. Let's just say they did. Let's just say they did. Because it was fast, and it was, like, loaded to the gills, right? So... You didn't have to roll down the window. I mean, it was like the new technology for our day, which was, I mean, there was, there was a tape deck and the CD player, Ooh. but we only still had, I mean, that's when we saw it. We just had tapes and I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I made a special mixtape for my plans that weekend. Yes, 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 you did. <laughs> yeah. So we cruised down there and it was, it was a beautiful time. We cruised the drag probably 55 times just around in the circle. And Missoula and we like, down underneath Hagen's bridge. I was in sixth grade, just driving the car around. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. I thought we were bold. Yeah. So Andrea's, oops. Oh, <laughs> she, hello, Andrea. Hello, Andrea. We love, we love you. <laughs> he liked your parents. 
So we cruised back and we made, I mean, I, it was, it was a beautiful trip because we made it back safe and she lived. I mean, it was out, her parents lived by McClay's Bridge. So I went all the mm. way from McClay's Bridge into town, cruised the drag. We were really hot back then. Well, babies. Six, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I love it. Sixteen. Big babies. Yeah. We were ready to party. You're like, she was, ten, what was that like 10 years old? 16. No, come on. Yeah. Oh, we were, no, we were probably 15, 15, 15. Yeah. 15. So, yeah. um, yeah, we got back and I left the tape deck. I left the tape in the tape deck. Oh, oh so, the mix, the mix you know, tape the mix is in the tape deck. So the next day her parents were, I mean, they partied. So there were, I mean, it wasn't like we, I was stealing some Mormon family's car to go. Yeah. The they drive, deserved it. They knew what we were doing. I like oh, to think. Didn't you tell me that the song that came on when they flipped it on was rattlesnake shake by uh, Molly crew. <laughs> no. Yes. No, that's so. yes. horrible. Yep, that's the one. No, I'm sure it was something like um Cry Cry Gothic The Cures. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure it was really, really like Depeche Mode or The Cure, which is um that doesn't Danzig, matter. They mother. Knew- mother. Tell your children not to walk my <laughs> way. I'm sure his first clue was that the seat was literally like the front of the, the back of the seat was right next to the steering wheel. Like what the oh, hell? Up close like that? Like, yeah, I always hell? wonder why, like, I I know that this is not, this is not, you know, I'm not singling out any type of group of people, but I always see, like, Asians really close, when the Asians are in a car, they drive really close to the street wheel, yeah. they always have their turn signal on. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say is close like that? You guys close up there like that? <laughs> the seat was up there close? Like that. Like that? That's a, that's a Southern Indiana deal there. Oh it's always been yeah. like that. It's always been like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so they got so anyway, the, they, they I hit just, the tape. We were then. eating breakfast, and I'm not sure that they probably very, and they didn't fancy me too hard anyways, because I'd also like take Andrea's clothes, and like she had new boots that I wanted. I'd take those for myself. Like those are mine now. That's oh, so right. you were a there's thief nothing, right from the jump. There's nothing, oh, yeah. there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. She, she had too Didn't many boots. So. She had enough boots. She had too many boots. Her parents were rich. Her parents were rich. I'll take those boots. Thank These you. boots were made for walking. And, and Megan walked right out and the driving. door. And <laughs> driving. These are my driving boots. Yeah. So she got in. The seat was cranked up there. The dad did. So he comes walking back in because he's going to go to the hospital, work. And he comes back in the house and we're sitting at the kitchen table. And I was sort of like, back up. Here he is, back up. Just pretending like we're just not talking about the night before. And he just comes in and throws that tape that tape right on the table in front of us, and then he just turns around and walks out. Oh, and it I said, it said, it said May, uh, best of Megan. Uh, yeah, it was like Saturday night mix. <laughs> Easy there, Turbo. Come in yeah. there, throwing it down like, you know, when I was in the Navy, they play a game of spades, and they always mm-hmm. throw that card down really hard, you know, to <laughs> emphasize it. He That's threw that tape. What, it's about right. Yeah. Threw that tape down. Wait, yeah. Brian, did we ever tell the story about when we took that in eighth grade when we took that? No, I was going to tell that. But, Megan, so what happened after this? We'll tell that story in a second. Well, so did you guys get in the hot got, water? We got, I never was in Aston, but I was never allowed to sleep over there ever again. Did your friend sell you out like a true, chan- like a true she doctor's better, kid? She, no, she knew better than that. No, the car, <laughs> but hey, the car, the car was fine. She did the, the hammer. Car. was good. That's the, the thing. Fine. They don't know where we went. For all they know, we could have taken it down to the mailbox. They have no yeah. idea that we put about, you know. You already had a story dialed in. It was, like yeah. Ferris, it was like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's right. We rigged up that alarm clock with the apple. 
yeah. softball. <laughs> let her rip. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So we we did, we stole we uh, not stole. Come on. That's that's too that's borrow, too heavy. Borrow, borrow. That's the we, thing. We I mean, took that's the thing about my so my theft. So my my stepdad Melvin, which I yep. guarantee we need to have him on the program, and oh, we're not yeah. gonna if we have him on the program, it he's won't not, be. He's not gonna know it. It's not gonna be proper like this. It's gonna be a phone call. We're gonna get a bunch of his info off him. But uh, <laughs> he had a not he, beautiful orange 1978 uh, Ford pickup Ford, truck. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was a Ford truck, and and mm. you know, as a kid out in the middle of nowhere, uh, eight mile road in Florence, Montana, <laughs> and uh, they worked the graveyard shift, which was prime time. What did What right? did he do? He worked down at Louisiana, Louisiana Pacific Particle Board Factory. Now it's Roseburg Forest Products. Hmm. So he would he worked down there. So we knew that he would hit the they they would bail out of there about eleven fifteen, and we knew that we had from eleven fifteen to about nine o'clock to get our business. That's what done. I'm talking about. You kind of do the math in your own head and figure out like yeah when can I party? What, it's what they call the witching hour. <laughs> so we had we were we were. Uh, we had a free reign as young kids, you know, 11, 12 years old in the witching hour. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, you know what? He's getting bored out here in Eight Mile Road. There's no, only a couple houses. Let's get that old Ford fired up. It was a stick shift. <laughs> so we fired that Ford up. Who, who was driving? We, I can't remember. Was it you or me? You. You oh. were driving. And so we took her for, a, you know what? I'm telling you right now, it was an innocent cruise. Like we had, we didn't, we just drove around. We had like no, we we had no a, ill intent. No, we just drove around. We took that yep. Ford out. We drove around town, up and down, back and around. Are you talking Florence? You drove down to Florence? Florence. <laughs> we, I don't even know where we went. I, I just remember this heisting this this truck, you know, Mel's, his pride and joy. He waxed that thing. He waxed on, waxed off that thing yeah. like Mr. Miyagi. And so we took that thing for a spin. I don't. Even, we went drove around. <laughs> well, when we pulled back in to the house, the garage – had a like a lip the con the concrete was had probably like two and a half inches you know and then it was a dirt driveway <laughs> so billy was nice and tender with that thing trying to pull her in so they wouldn't notice well the front tires hit that lift and he he gunned it he gunned it and the little tires were spinning on that thing and so it jumped in there in the garage perfect didn't, didn't think if they didn't think a thing about it didn't think a thing about it, and 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 Billy was. Here's what I'll say about Billy's music selection. Okay, Aww. he had his music turned up in there. Okay, in there. and I'm I'm convinced up in there, up in there like that. He he he, uh, he had. See, this was a CD. Steve went. Right? Steve went. Steve went. Sorry, Wally. I, Steve I'm, went. I am, oh yeah, let's party. Did you also party to Yanni? No. So anyway. I'm I'm convinced that Billy's CD selection, it, it, he was he was he he didn't want anyone to steal his shit, so he picked the <laughs> shittiest music on no the problem. planet, so that when some people looked at it, they're like, no, we're not gonna pick Stevie Winwood and Peter Cetera, <laughs> and you know, and who was that Cetera. one guy that sang? Who Christopher Cross? No, I mean, no, he I, had, he had, no, he had, I didn't have Chris. Steve I didn't Weather, have Christopher I didn't Cross. Have Christopher Cross. I didn't have Christopher you know, Cross. He had the guy that played the pan flute. Whoever that guy no, was. That's well, Zamfir. Zamfir. You Now we're piling on the lies. Now we're piling Yanni. on. I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying. You can't find 60 CDs <laughs> that are actually undesirable. 
like that. You could not get a collection of CDs that are so undesirable that no one would even steal that shit. So anyway, Bill had Stevie would, huh? I mean, that was all the, you know what that was? We all had the same CDs because it was the, do you remember when you just used to tape a penny to the envelope and you'd get the 12 tapes for one penny? Guess what? Listen to this. When I moved, when I was in my twenties, I moved out to Indiana the Columbia Club was in Terre Haute, and I went there. It was closed down by the time I came out here. I went to that building. I'm like, this is the Holy Grail. This is where yes. it all happened. Well, yeah, all you have to do. I mean, I must have had 55 of, of those memberships. My mom would get the, the bill in the mail like about, I mean, they came like a month later. You get those free tapes, right? Which mm-hmm. was the best day. I mean, you'd get that. And then you get, a bill like, for okay. thir- then you get a bill for thirteen fifty. <laughs> yeah. My you mom, forgot, yeah. did you sign up for this again? I did. No, I I don't I don't I didn't. Yeah. Well, Bill had his Steve Woodwood tape in there, cranked all the way up. Forgot to turn the tape down. So Mel gets in, and that thing was turned all the way up as high as he could go. And we didn't know he came in. He could see he was mad. He could see on his face. He wore his emotions on his sleeve. And so he walked in, and he goes, oh, "You guys been driving that truck?" No. <laughs> no. And guess what he did? And this one we're gonna have to, this one here. What he did next and what we did next is something that we're still going to have to answer to. He broke out the Holy Bible. He's not a religious man. Oh, Let's just say that. Wait, wait. You he, forgot about what happened in the windsill, when, the windowsill. Okay. When we what broke, happened when we When we go, because we broke out of the, we didn't we go out of the window? And, no, it was a different time. Okay, all right, anyway. I know <laughs> so he broke we out. Didn't the, to, we didn't have to sneak out. That was when we snuck out because they were in the house. So anyway, he gets in. And he he wants to he wants to interrogate. This was the like the first interrogation I had where I really had to like think of my feet. He broke out the Bible, the Holy Bible. I think it was a King James version, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and he put her down, in the hand going on the Bible. Really Bill was first, huh? I've been like, yep, you betcha. Oh, Bill was first. He put it on. He put his hand on there. He goes, I want, uh, he, you know, this was, this was the, this was the old school version of the lie detector test. Put your hand on there. And I'm sitting on the other side of the table. Bill looks me right in the eye. He goes, did you drive that truck? And Bill looked at me. No. <laughs> Lied to God. I, I go, I, wow. listen, do you know how many times I got a confession? I still can't shake that one. <laughs> yeah. He lied right to God's face. You lied right to God's face and Mel. Huh? You know why? No, because no. because I looked at Brian and he shook his head. No. So what am I yeah, supposed I, to do? No, what Brian. I did to Bill, I took the old index finger and I put it up under my throat from one ear and I slid <laughs> it right across to the other ear. Bill says, no. So Mel brings me over there, right? Not That wasn't good enough. He says, put your hand on the Bible. I go, don't you have all the information you need? And Mel goes, yeah, okay. So I didn't have to... Oh, so he, didn't have he, didn't, he didn't make <laughs> you <laughs> confess? No. I did, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to lie to God. That's on you, bud. That's on you. He goes, once again, I fucking get busted every time. <laughs> I love having friends like you. I loved having friends like Brian you. Brian just yeah. slides under the fucking universe. I go, I think, I think we got her all covered, Bill. I go, Bill just said, uh, gave you everything you needed. And yeah. so, Mel... He says, well, I want you to come with me. So we go out to the driveway, and there's these two divot marks. And he goes, I looked at that, and those <laughs> things are spinning. That dirt's kicking backwards. He goes, that thing went in. 
He goes, you guys hit that thing. And I looked at Bill. I said, that's between you and God, bud. He goes, that's between you and Jesus. And that was the first time we got in trouble with old Mel. The second time. Wait, 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 wait. No, hold on, hold on a second. Then then they decided to call the police, the, the sheriff. Oh, yeah. Mel oh, called yeah, the sheriff because we, we, we told him that someone stole the car. We, it had to be someone else, right? Someone stole the vehicle. So they called the Rally County Sheriff's Department to come out and do an investigation. And that's when I think that's when the tire truck were revealed. They're going, this truck's moving in. And they go, wow. And Mel, that, that Mel, point stands Mel goes, up okay, Mel goes, Mel goes, all right, here you go. Now we got the yeah. sheriff out here. Now, you gonna, now are you guys going to? No. Nope. No, let's let's talk to him. Listen, he said, you know, he, I, he said, Bill. He goes, put your hand on the sheriff's head. Did you did you take? The Listen, no, no, I'm if in my I, comfort wait, zone. The cops came in. When the cops come out. I am very comfortable talking to police officers. I know <laughs> this is not a good deal. I, I can talk to a police officer. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm in my wheelhouse now. And yeah. then when they started breaking Move down, aside, the Mel. Police, Move aside. Well, I think the cop comes out and he's like, are you kidding me, Mel? Do you understand what happened here? <laughs> Nothing was stolen. Okay. Yeah. You think a, a criminal is going to come in and steal your truck and drive <laughs> and around back. and park, park it back in there where Stevie Woman cranked all the way to the top? <laughs> I'd like to know where that thief is. I'd like to know that. I don't want to deal with that police officer if he listens to Stevie Winwood. <laughs> okay. That's not my type of police officer. No. <laughs> no, nope, I like that's sticks. when the hat was dropped. <clears throat> that's when the hammer dropped. What happened? No, he's a, yeah. I don't know what happened. We got in trouble, I guess. I think I think they got What's to the, the bottom. What's the worst punishment that you two ever got together? Oh, I mean, so that, did... that that no, that was it. So we so we <laughs> we we lied again to the sheriff, and <laughs> to they, his face. They they got out the tape. They got out the caution tape, and they got out the the ruler and and everything, and they figured yeah. it out. And that was it. So we so we had five acres of fence. We got to paint every last square inch of that five acres of that fence that summer. <laughs> whitewash. If you, no one's familiar with whitewash, oh. that's like chalk and water. Yeah. They, they, they stir the chalk and water up. And I remember me and Bill out there, pasty gangsters, <laughs> just white as all get out, painting this thing with this this brush that looked like it was horsehair brush or something. And we're out there, and I remember taking that brush. And I don't even know what the conversation was. And I took, I dipped her in heavy all the way down to the handle. And I just splattered on <laughs> Billy's face. She screamed like a little girl. She started running around. <laughs> yeah, we had to paint that fence, the five acres of, of it took, it took three. It took three months. <laughs> well, one time I was, my, my, I decided that I was going to paint my room when my, no, I think I was painting the deck with a whitewash. I found all the stuff in the garage. This was it the like, same whitewash? Chalk water? It was chalk water because it, and also the deck was really, really weathered. So like the the wood was just you couldn't walk out there on your bare feet. It was all you know potato chipped and splintery. And I thought that the mm-hmm. old paint job was going to save that, and I could go suntan out there, which is funny <laughs> for two reasons. One, I've never had a tan in my whole life, and two, there was nothing that even got sun on the deck. It was like one of those plank decks that ran the entire length of the house. So it was like maybe four feet deep. So I got about maybe three, two by fours into it. And I realized that that was not fun. It was not going to be something I enjoyed doing. And it wasn't going to be a surprise that I thought was going to be welcomed by my parents. But I had all this paint all over me. And I, somebody had said to me, I was like, how do I get this off my, like, 
it was, I think I was using some sort of oil-based paint. So somebody said that you have to have turpentine or something that's going to get the paint off. Yeah, paint So I, you guys, I found the gas can for the lawnmower in the garage and I poured it into <laughs> the bathtub, it. poured it into the bathtub and I got in there with the gas. No. Swear to God, my dad calls and he goes, Hey, what are you doing? I go, well, I tried to paint. I was probably fifth grade. I go, uh, I was trying to paint the deck and I, I got paint all over me. So now I'm sitting in this bathtub full of gasoline. He goes, and I goes, what? Don't turn on the lights. Don't turn off any lights. Don't turn oh, off any lights. Put that cigarette down. <laughs> yeah. Put that toaster down. Oh, my God. Uh, my skin was like boiled after that. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, awful. my goodness. I got to tell you what. Hey. You just said the most enduring word that Grandma Mary, whenever I hear this word, turpentine, it just <laughs> makes my heart. It just warms my heart because. You can smell it, right? Oh, they, but mm. we, if, if we had a, if we had a, if we had a bruise, put turpentine. If we had a cut, put turpentine. turpentine. If, your stomach, if your stomach, if you had a tummy ache. Drink a little turpentine. What? I don't know about that one. Don't I don't know about drinking. No, I don't know. That's I think what we did. No, no, no. And he, Jack she would rub turpentine. Head. You have an open wound. I remember I cut my head and they brought the turpentine out. What is I had an open, like, <laughs> it's for it? cuts. It's for cuts no, and bruises. It's for cuts. No, it's not. It's for bruises. That shit it's is like, it's, like it's, like, it's basically like, it's like gasoline. Yeah, it's like gasoline, right? Okay, so I'm right. Yeah, yeah, well, I took a bath like in it. I should know. Jesus. Wait, my spa did you take a bath in turpentine or gasoline? It was, okay, so what do you mix? Yeah, it was turpentine. My dad had turpentine in a gas can or something. Why oh, would he have boy. that, actually? I wonder why he would have that. It stings. When it gets to an open wound, it stings. I was it an really entire, really it also like... creates open wounds, come to find out. <laughs> oh, exactly. And blisters. Exactly. Oh, yeah. shit. Sitting in the yeah. old ceramic bathtub with turpentine. I think I'll draw myself a bath of turpentine. <laughs> I remember one time this. Now this is when I thought this didn't make sense, but I remember I had an earache, and Grandma Mary said, "Come on in the bathroom, Billy boy." Oh, no, dumping turpentine <laughs> in your ear. Come on. She said, Til- she said, "Tilt your head over." Tilt your head over and she's pouring. Everything's I mean, making sense right now. Pro- Everything. She probably she, she probably she only used like two tablespoons. I mean, it wasn't that much. <laughs> That's a lot, dumb dumb. Cup, cup and a half. I tell you what. So here, I, 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 I gotta tell I've you, never, I've never heard so good. We touched, we touched on this, and I, I don't. We may have talked about this before, but the time that we snuck out the window, so we had this old house. And it was, you know, the, the basement windows were like flush with the ground. So it had the roll windows, you know. And so we would we would steal out, but we would sneak out. And, and we had some neighbors, Brian Boers and his sister were down the street from us. And so we would sneak out at night, you know, just to run around. I mean, we were out in the middle of nowhere. So we snuck out. And so I remember we waited and we waited and waited. Mel wait, and wait, wait, hold on a second. Please there. tell me this isn't – don't tell me this is a story going down the Boers' house. Please, we don't need no, to No, no, no. This is different. <laughs> this is prior. Because this, this, that, that one's right along the lines of the babysitter. Exactly. We, don't, we, don't need to, we don't need to tell that because Minnie doesn't want to hear it. No one wants to hear that shit. There's paperwork to be filled out for that story. Where's the hall monitor when we need her? So, hey, wait, just the, so the listeners know – we were young. The babysitter was old. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. 
So anyway, so we we wait till they get fast asleep because we could hear them. I thought it was like you know it sounded like an old airport. <sighs> we could hear Mel snoring. I thought they were flying airplanes upstairs. <laughs> so anyway, we wait till they're fast asleep, oh <laughs> and uh, we we crank that window open and it's yeah. right at eye level, and we get out, and we get there. Bill says, "I believe I need to have myself a bowel movement." <laughs> Maybe to use those words. And I go, well, you're not going back in the house. I mean, we had to be deathly quiet. So he he go ahead. He laid a little real estate down in the flower bed. <laughs> right? And then we went about sneaking around town. <laughs> went about our business. Right? We went about our business, running through the alfalfa field. We used to steal Mel's cigarettes, too. They'd keep them in, the, keep them in a carton. In the freezer. In the freezer. Marble Light so 100s. Yep. And these were the soft packs, right? So we got ourselves soft pack out of the freezer, fresh pack out of the frozen freezer. Get out the window. Bill's got, Bill goes ahead and, like I said, laid down some prime real estate right there in the flower bed, right behind that bush. Oh, my God. So anyway, oh boy. Oh boy. we ran around next next day, right? We're running in town. We're out in Florence. We're 20 miles from Missoula, so we're going to town. That's a big deal. We're going big to deal. town. Yeah, I know So we that get in the truck. Yeah, we go to town. Like you know, you felt like a little house on the prairie. We, we had that. We had, like, wild yeah, wild. we put it. We put it in neutral and pushed it. Pushed it out of the the driveway down to the road. God, do I have no, that? No, no, no. This, this, this is a different. So this is this is when Mel. So we're all going to town. Me, Mel, and Bill are going to run in town. Get supplies. Get some flour. Some baking some soda. Some ammunition. <laughs> anyway, Mel climbs in the truck, <laughs> and there's a deathly smell. Everyone recognizes it. It's very strong, very pungent, right? So Mel, Mel's like, Jesus, you know, we all, we all smell it. It's in summertime. It's very hot in there. Real estate. Mel jumps out. Mel jumps out, and he's got these cowboy boots on, right? <laughs> you, know, you, you know what it looks like when a guy's looking at his shoes, right? He picks one up, nothing there. Picks the other one up, we are real estate. And we don't think anything of it. Like we have no, we're not putting two and two together here. Oh, he was you know? hot. He was hot. So then he goes, so they start, he just tears off. He starts marching around. Right. And he comes he was back. So pissed. He was so pissed. He was hot. He Did was he know? Hot. I mean, could you know? No, no. So he he didn't, we, didn't, we didn't know and he didn't know. But I tell you what, Fluffy was going to get ass beaten. Fluffy was our dog. Fluffy was going to get kicked around the block for sport. Right, so he was gonna he was gonna work old Fluffy around. So he starts walking around. He starts backtracking. Anytime you anytime you do something, what do you do? You backtrack. Yeah, I gotta find out so where Mel, I did that. Yeah, yeah. So Mel has his old cowboy boots on. They're pointed right at the front, and, and he starts marching around, backtracking. We're like waiting and waiting. It's hot, and he comes back. He goes, "All right, which one of you two shit the flower bed?" And I just, I'm like, "Oh." You can see the light bulb pop in my head. He goes, because there's no way Fluffy laid that thing down. He goes, there's no way that came out of Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was serious. And so I'm I'm sitting on the I'm sitting by the door and Bill's in the middle. What do I do? I give the old classic index finger over top of my head, pointing at Bill. <laughs> He goes, you little sons of bitches, shit in the flower bed. 
I totally forgot what you said. There's no way, there's, there's no way that came out. Of there's no way that came out of fluffy. What kind that of maybe look like a, it looked like a, you know, like when you get a, if you ever had a can of beans in a can and you cut both sides of it and you push it out, it's about that diameter. Wrapped around those Justin cowboy boots he had on. Just flail right on it. She asked what kind of dog Fluffy was. Yeah, we had a dog with It was a mud. I don't know, like curly hair. Looked like Dr. J. Yeah. Oh my god. It had really curly hair. You know what? Our mom like Dr. J. Oh yeah. It looked looked like a the dog had a Joe Fru on it. Jufro. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Fluffy got work over a lot. And and, yeah, and then, guess, guess how she guess how yeah. she guess how she left planet Earth. Our mom accidentally backed over her. Yeah, she didn't. She lost. Fluffy guess lost what? the battle. With that well, that's blue, a wrap, that you guys. Blue. It was nice talking to you. Poor <laughs> exactly. Fluffy. Exactly. We got, we got a sponsor. To wrap this thing up, Brian. We do have a sponsor. And uh, in the light of, you know, what we've, we've talked about here with Nicholas. And Nicholas worked at this place. It's down in New Orleans. And Nick worked there when he came. You know, he was born in England. He came out. He pra- prayed around the United States. But he worked in this place, New Orleans. And it was a um, it was a shelter. And uh, he did some, some service down there. But it was... Mr. Bojangles, homeless shelter and disco hall. He would dance for you, right? And uh, Mr. Bojangles, homeless shelter and dance disco hall. He would dance for you. And they say you get a warm meal and then dance the night away. And I just remember Nicholas would always say, Mr. Bojangles, he jumped so high. He could just jump so high. And so Mr. Bojangles, homeless shelter and disco hall down there in New Orleans, uh, they wanted to reach out and uh, they wanted to be a part of uh, the story that we had with Nicholas Roberts because he worked down there. He would shuffle them around, the homeless folks, and dance the night away. So oh, the sponsor we have today is Mr. Probably Bojangles too. Homeless Shelter Disco Hall. Get a free get a free hot meal and dance the night away. <laughs> Megan, I have some really good news for you. We Brian and I got an unexpected text this week from Josh Larson. You want to tell him about it, Brian? Uh, oh, yeah. How about that? So, you know, we have, we have our little, uh, the hood Chronicles. And so, uh, Josh Larson got some t-shirts printed up for us no and it way. was, uh, Oh yeah. For the basketball. Yeah, tournament. It, uh, what, it wasn't the glacier I mean, quality. What was, yeah, it, it was, was the, yes, it was, it was a glacier. No, it was quality. not. No, it was not. It was, uh, let me, let me find it here. I Cause it was, and he had, I, he has his t- he has, he had these t-shirts made ball up. up ball up. It said it was, ball up. It was hashtag ball up, and I guarantee it was Glacier. Guarantee. <laughs> I did declare. Megan, while he's looking ha- that up. No, it's, like- it, no, listen. It says hashtag ball up. Glendale Colony. Blue and gold. It has a basketball on it. So he's getting warmed up for our uh, for our yeah. spring. For our spring uh, hoop fest. And what he's got that? the Glendale Colony covered. What is that, though? Well, we what talked about it on the end of the year, and you and you, you talked about how you thought that sponsors would be coming out of the woodworks for the Hooterite basketball tournament. Me? Yeah, I thought that. I don't was even you. know how to play basketball. Listen, you guys, you need to drum up the sponsors. I will do the. I'll do the posters for you. I will. Dis- I'll market that whole thing. Well, it's right. gonna be a, it's gonna be a huge deal. You know what it is. 
Brian, you got any teasers for some of the, we got some more hood, right? Journals coming down. Who the can pipe? I create a logo nah, you know for? what? I'll create, I, I say that, I'll create uh, a logo for the hoot fest. Hoot fest. Hoot. Hoot. Hoot, hoot fest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that, uh, I think everyone's going to enjoy what we got coming up. It's going to be a great spring. Um, we're going to do our damnedest to get something to, to bring the community together up there on the high line. And yeah. uh, Josh Larson's kind of, he's getting ahead of it. He's a step ahead of us. And uh, I think the, the community cup Inc is going to be re- revitalized. And uh, if we can, and I don't know if it's possible, but I would absolutely love for one of our halftime uh, presentations. Cause it, you know, that's sometimes people just, just wait for that. I would really love for the auntie, to maybe drag that carcass around the floor <laughs> for us at one of the halftime shows. That would shows. be a hell of a halftime show, wouldn't it? Who's auntie? Because, well, she's a, <laughs> if you pull up J.C. Seawald's uh, Facebook post, yeah. he has auntie dragging that thing. So Who's typically at halftime, it? it's a video. Oh, boy. Video I will do that. Oh, it's and good. It's good. And so I think, what, I think what we want to do is instead of auntie. for one of the games, instead of sweeping the floor, we're just going to have auntie dragging <laughs> that thing up and down the court with that ad. the ice for the Zamboni? <laughs> yeah, she's going to Zamboni the floor with that deer carcass. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think would be fitting. I think it would be I really too. great. I think Upside it, be, down, I think yeah, it might be a, tr- it'd be a trendsetter. Yeah. Maybe at some point during the NBA season, we'll see the Chicago Bulls do it. We'll call her the floor boss. Know. The floor boss. The floor boss. The pelt <laughs> boss. She, I think someone the referred to boss. it as a pelt. I think someone referred to it as a deer pelt. That's what we called Barbara. That we, we called Barbara's pelt. <laughs> we called her the pelt boss. Barbara's a pelt boss. <laughs> she was. Oh, man. She had she had a hell of a pelt. 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 She had a pelt that was ready for winter. <laughs> it was like Marge Simpson pears. Right before hibernation. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good one. Hey, Megan. Yeah. Good. That was good. We love, we love Megan. We love I love you guys, too. You're amazing. Yeah, this is good. Okay, I'll fun. see you. I'll see you on the, on the high line this summer for the old reunion. Yes. Oh, we're going to have the reunion we and that? a lot of people. I, yeah. A lot of people were ready. You know, Sean and I, used to, I used to throw parties at crush and I just used to come up with these ideas and what I would do to make them real and to make it all happen is that I would just create a flyer and I'd put it out there and it would just become real. So I'm going to do that. So Megan oh, has become our official event coordinator. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's going to be the event coordinator for the, uh, we haven't really, we it hasn't funneled down, but it's going to be something awesome. Up in Cup Inc. It's going to be called Shenanicon. Shenanicon, July, Cup Inc., oh, Montana. I yeah. love it. We're, we're going to have we're 2024 gonna have, uh, Cup Inc. Shenanicon. Uh, small Town Shenanigans, Shenanicon. Yeah, Shenanicon. Shenanicon. I love it. And we're going to have we're gonna have Pet Wolverines. We're going to have Pet yes, Badgers. Sticks. That, that's no, going to no, be the pet, merch. Pet we need badgers. to have merch. We didn't have pet. merch. We'll have a merch table where there's like sticks with badgers on it. <laughs> yeah. Keeping them at bay. <laughs> yeah. And all the stuff it. that you talked and about, we should actually create those things so people can buy the merch for their souvenirs. People have been, actually, people have been asking us about merch. And um, we got a lot of ideas, but I'll tell you what, Brian designed the coolest. I wear it all the time. Brian designed the coolest logo. It's got the bullhorn. It's got the AX with the bar over it, it's, which is our family. Uh, I remember. I did some work on that. Family brand. I? I tried. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I... People are buying that thing up left and right. 
but we get, I mean, we could put, think about this. We can get the, we can get the shenan the shenanicon and the hoop and the hoot fest in one in weekend. One. I front mean, come and on. back. We do front and back. One's the front oh. and the shenanicon. The back will be the hoot. It would be like a concert tee, and the stops would just be cupcake on it. You know, they have all the tour dates. It'd just be <laughs> just cupcake. cross off the rest of the tour, the yes, tour dates. Yes, That's right. Um, they yeah. were canceled. They were canceled. Yep. But we're talking about July. I know, I know Phil Lukey and some boys from Indiana, are right, they're right head on up to the cup. And I'll be up there. I'll be up there because I'm going to come up in Mermaid for, I think, the months of June and July. In maybe Great August. Falls at the, yeah. at the, oh. Did I tell you, yeah, I got hired there. Oh, that is wow. beautiful. Yeah. So the it's ships there, I would love to just come up there and work in Great Falls because honestly, like with all of the degrees that I've gotten and all my the things that I could put on a resume, because I look pretty damn good on paper, I would push yeah. any of those off. Just to be able to put that I was okay. a mermaid. Let's give a little, let's Brian, give her a little plug for, for yeah. where she's going to be swimming. The sip and dip. Ladies and gentlemen, down there in Great Falls, it's the tiki bar mm-hmm. with the with the flavor flav. And uh, behind the bar, they got the Smells swimming pool. Smells a little fishy. They got there. fishies. They got, yeah. It ain't finding Nemo. Let's just talk about that. It ain't finding Nemo, but it's going to be. Do you know when I got hired there? When I got hired to do that, she. Um, it was that, and this is kind of a cute story, but I, I drove over there right after my grandma died. I was like, I saw on Facebook that they were hiring and I was like, I'm doing this. I'm going to get hired I to be a mermaid. Love it. Love it. So this girl, this woman who's done, I mean, it's the daughter of the owner the, that's, that created the entire, what's it called? The O'Hare, the O'Hare Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's the one that's, that kind of turned the pool. Cause you could always see the legs of the swimmers in the pool behind the, the bar, but she's the one that kind of turned it into this mermaid concept. And then it's kind of evolved from there. But she would say to me when I, I mean, I, I knocked her email down a few times. It's like, I'm coming over there to interview. Well, I can't remember what happened, but I had to push off the interview. So I was like, I know this sounds terrible, but I'm, I need to, I need to push this off another week. And I said, will you be there? Please don't hire anyone before I get there. And she's like, Okay. So I went exactly the same day the next week and I drug my friend Danny over there. And so I, I planted Danny in the bar because I wanted her to videotape it. So I get into this interview process and it was so funny because I was like so proud of myself for even getting over there. So I would say to the front desk, I'm here to interview for the mermaid. They're like, <laughs> great. So like, I'm here to meet so-and-so. I'm here for the 11. I'm, and we stayed there the night before. So I said, the 11 o'clock interview. I'm here for that 11 o'clock interview. They're like, she'll be here at 11. So just show up at 11. We're not going to, what do you want us to do? I'll be eating breakfast right there. Just so what, she shows what, color, up what, what color was the mermaid outfit? Well, she gives you one to wear. That's the interesting thing is that I, I got in there and I, she goes, the first part of the interview is 10 minutes. She's well, there's three 10 minute parts of the interview. So the first one is you ask any questions. Of course I had a thousand questions. I'm like, how'd this even come about? Like how in the world does this even exist? Was one of the, was one of the questions, how often does the mermaid outfit get washed? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I had all those questions. How long do you swim? It it, it gets washed every every session. No, but she makes you a a custom mermaid costume herself. So she makes your custom suit herself. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So she's been doing that since it started. And so she says the first, so after about 20 minutes of me just knocking her ears down, she was like, well, okay, let's just get into the pool. And I, and she goes, I just want you to know that like, you know, 40% of the people actually get to the third part of this interview where, uh, you're actually swimming at the tail. And I just kept going challenge accepted. Challenge I mean, accepted. I and like, you, have to have, you have to have good lungs. 
but also I swam forever. I mean, even though I'm fatter than I've ever been right now, like I, I can swim circles around everyone I know. You can, so swim the o- you can still swim the ocean. Yeah. I'm going to swim from Cuba. <laughs> Diana and I. So anyway, I get in there and she, my friend Danny is sitting at the bar. So she's my ringer. They don't know that Danny's with me. They don't even know that like she's there. He's smart. Yeah. So Danny's sitting there with her phone and she's having a cocktail. It's 11 in the morning. So I'm sure they were just like, hmm, there's no stranger. It's great falls for Christ's sake. But they're sitting there. And so there's a team of five people. Then they're like people that have worked here for 20 years. I mean, the janitor was like 90, I swear. So they all do the the picking of the mermaids. So I get down in the pool and they give you 10 minutes to swim without the tail. So 10 minutes, I'm swimming down there. I'm going in front of the windows and everything. And so I, I remember her saying to me before I got into the pool, she goes, and just because, you know, you're on the swim, just because you're on the swim team in high school doesn't guarantee you that you're going to get to the third part. I just kept going, challenge accepted. Let's do this. Let's get do in it. There. Let's do it. So I get in there and I start, I just kind of dive down to the bottom of the pool right away. And I, I had to borrow goggles and everything. I didn't even think of bringing some, but I get down there in the bottom and I come back up and Danny's recording this and you can hear this lady next to Danny go, well, boy, howdy. She was not kidding around. She she knows how to swim. She's not kidding around. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. She and knows how to swim. So she comes in. Yes, and I, thought sure, I thought for sure that she was going to just see that part and just come in and put the tail on. No, she let me. She had me waited out. I'm not in the best shape. So by the Look end there, the I was lungs like, on that mermaid. <laughs> Hear it all the time. Hear it all the time. Uh, if I had a dollar, if I had a dollar, but she was... Um, so then she comes in and I have to sit in this chair and she puts this mermaid tail on me and she goes, you ever swam with a tail before? And I said to her, I'm like, you know, the better question is how I've gotten through 48 years with two legs. I was like, this is going to be a piece of cake. So I just got in there with a the tail and I swam around and I'll send you guys both this video, but it's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was gracious. Yeah. But she came in and she goes, I'm not going to lie to you. She goes, I would hire you right now. She goes, it would, she goes, I'd be honored to have you come and swim, but you swim for four hours. The shifts are four hours. She goes, but I'm not having you do this when you're driving over the pass. If you're living in Missoula, she goes, I'll hire you in February when you know that it's a safer drive over. But she goes, no, you're not going to be doing this for $12 an hour. And I'm like, Oh yes. Oh yes, I am. Oh yes, I am. Yeah. So I told her I'd be there in February, but I need to kind of push that back because I don't want to be in Texas for the summer. It's 110 degrees here, so yeah. I'm gonna die. People catch on fire. Did you get were the so. tips in like uh, those uh, those um, colored marshmallows? Was that the tips? <laughs> what sherbet colored marshmallows? Come on. Mean, yeah, so that'll be good. That'll be good. Of, yeah. So you'll be up here, and we're, we're gonna yeah. do we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing the what'd you call it the, the uh, shenanigan. Shenanicon 2024. I love it. That's so good. This will be a blast. So good. I don't feel. I'll have a logo for that tomorrow. I will do one. I have it in my head already. Shenanicon. Slap it on the website, by God. Cupping, get ready. Cupping, buckle up. You think the Lewis and Clark Festival? You think the Lewis and Clark Festival has something? No, no, no. We're gonna do a parade, and and Auntie's gonna be leading the parade. Yeah. Now, if you can get a hold of the Moore Brothers, that's what I'm thinking. How do we get uh, out of It's not going to happen. A little problem there. A little problem. <laughs> a little problem there. Half the team's left. Yeah. One's not around. The other one's doing time. So, but anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, it'll be, it'll be good, clean living, and we, we're looking forward to it. This is a good episode. I enjoyed yeah. this one. 
2024 has been a good one. We had the website. July, and we had the, July the 2024 uh, sh- shena- shenanigans and the Hoot Fest. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Don't you think that's come a little on. too close to the Hoop Fest? I mean, should we come with a different name for that? No. I think Colony Ball. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Colony Crusaders. I like it. Colony Crusade Ball. They call it Crusade Ball. Yeah. Hoop Fest. Ball Boss. Fest. Because when you the look at Hoot, H U T T, you're going to say Hut if you don't know any better, right? Unless it's H E U T, H E U T, H U E T, E U T. I don't know. Hey oh Brian, uh, Brian, are you gonna are you gonna get out to the glacier colony in the next few months? Maybe I'm in the little... spring. No, yeah, I might warm it up. Yeah, I might warm it up there and have some wine. We'll we'll, we'll mix it up, but uh, we're gonna do our you. damnedest, guys. Oh yes, we are. Hey, listen, people. We have to give props to Megan for the amazing artwork and graphic design she did on our new photo for our podcast. I'm sure you've already seen it, but she made turned me into an angel with wings, and she turned Brian into an angel with a halo over his head. So take a look at that. We're so grateful that she did that for us. Um, and you know what? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you're looking for a great and amazing graphic design artist, She's done a ton of stuff for different big, you know, musical events and things like that. Um, go to her website. It's graphicdesignatx.com. Graphicdesign, A is in Apple, T is in Tom, X is in xylophone.com. Graphicdesignatx.com. You'll find Megan's work there. And, um, I mean, she's got everything from, like, she can do Photoshop and signage and stickers and business cards, event posters, um, like event planning, consulting. She also has a master's in architecture. So she's not just a graphic designer. She can do it all. So we love it, Megan. So I told her she didn't ask us to, but I said, you know, we're definitely going to pimp you out on our podcast because we love what you did for us. And other people will be very fortunate to have the opportunity to have you do some amazing work for them. So if you're lucky, I'm sure she has a huge backlog, but, um, you know, maybe she'll squeeze you in if you're lucky. So with that said, uh, don't forget every shenanigan must transcend.